Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Hey guys, what's up? Hello. How are you doing? It's happening. I'm good. I'm real good. I got sunshine over here. It's nice and warm. I got whiskey in my glass. Yeah, you're hanging Floridian. out with you dudes. Florida all, all you all you need. Sunshine, <laughs> whiskey. And you dudes. <laughs> I may not have sunshine, but I do have whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, guys? What's new? What's happening? Nothing. <laughs> Actually, I just got all. I just got back from the cold gray of the northeast. So the oh, northeast. Yeah. yeah, it's just like permanently gray up there. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I remember Everything. sunshine. Like, when I was living there, I remember some sunny days, right? But it was like... Not in the winter. We were there for two weeks and just gray. <laughs> it wasn't even I cloudy. Remember. It was just gray. Like, I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's always like that. I Not think you remember... Like yes. Yeah. I think you remember the sunshine because okay. when sunshine happens, you're like, oh, my God, it's sunny out. <laughs> it's yeah. like a standout moment. And then That's you see a little up. bit of sun, but it doesn't warm up. It's still like 21 degrees. Yeah. What the heck, yeah. man? I don't miss that. Sorry, yeah, you sorry get, you're 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 <laughs> spoiled by sun now. It's like, yeah, when you're up in the mid upper Midwest or the Northeast, the sun's a big deal. When you see it, <laughs> the sun is a big deal, man. The sun's a big deal. If you didn't know, not only does it sustain life, but it's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah here's to the sun <laughs> here's to the sun <laughs> yeah. Without may it, we you shine <laughs> long and bright <laughs> <laughs> oh god I haven't been, been here that long and I have to tell you I remember your first winter here Matt you were like you were like, oh, it's cold. And it was like 68 degrees or something. You're like, you're going to acclimate fast. And I was like, ah, shut up. And the other day, Robin and I are like, damn, it's chilly out here. <laughs> Your body changes. I'm telling you, the way you handle changes oh. in weather. It's unbelievable. I think it proves that you're not supposed to be living in frigid temperatures. We're supposed to be nomads and we go to warmer places in the winter and cooler places in the summer. I don't think we're supposed to be living in minus 10 degree weather. That's just me. No. And I'm an anthropologist on TV. So, you know, <laughs> you have to listen to me. <laughs> you got your anthropology right. glasses oh, on. Okay. I do. I do. Looking yeah. very Enough scholarly. nonsense. Enough nonsense. Boys, get it together. What are we doing here tonight? Tonight? <laughs> well, I think, honestly, to our listeners, plans have changed. We did. <laughs> we were talking. Sailor and I were talking. Matt joined us a little later about what we were thinking about doing tonight. Tonight was supposed to be a kind of an unusual battle. We were talking about battling the police versus Sting's solo work. But then we started going down the rabbit hole of the police and Sting's solo work. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough. Realizing that that would not be enough to do, uh, do justice nope. to them. Yeah, we couldn't squeeze four decades worth of material into one show. So, in addition to who they are as individual artists, their Correct. film careers, their their solo work, their oh lord, composing careers, composing their... careers, just everything. Wait, so you're telling me, Ed, that we are not doing hair metal? That's what you're <laughs> telling me again. I'm sorry, we're going to have to postpone. Finishing that hair metal series. Finishing that hair metal series <laughs> for at least another couple of weeks. We'll get to it before the end of 2021, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tonight, what we're going to be doing, if we haven't made it clear in all that precise commentary, we're going to be 
beginning a short series because we love series here all of a sudden at Metal Rock and Whiskey. <laughs> and the series is going to focus on really on Sting. And then uh, and we'll be talking about the police and then Sting's solo career. We'll talk about the members of the police. And then we're going to do a little battle and it'll only be three episodes. So don't start yawning already. Um, so I'm super excited about this. Um, I, I feel that we might have a heated battle here at some point um, because of Matthew. Or as question. they would say on yeah. Cobra Kai, La, La Russo. And this is <laughs> this is going to make for great YouTube viewing. Oh, too, yes. Because if everything works out, Sailor and I may be in the same room during said Oh, battle Ooh. if it just a, oh, just a spoiler we'll see shit. what happens yeah we'll see uh you be better bring the do. boxing gloves i'm just saying you've <laughs> never been in a room with ready. me for a battle get ready tell right, jenny to have the ice ready the steaks everything or better yet let's do this safely we'll get out the rock'em sock'em robots and have you guys think <laughs> go ahead i have it. them you what? do I do have them. I have a miniature right, set that's, over here. That's awesome. how we're going to decide. The Rock and Soccer <laughs> <All> Robots. <laughs> <laughs> or a little, maybe we'll do a little heated hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> uh, that I don't have. But I do have Rock and Soccer <laughs> Robots. <laughs> All right, it's done. You heard it here. You heard it now. That means you're going to have to tune in. Mm -hmm. So if we do end up three. somehow... <laughs> I don't know how we could end up a tie with three of us, but <laughs> <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em Robots could be a deciding factor. Well, if Matt and I can't come to an agreement, I think we have to settle it with Rock'em Sock'em. That's what we're going to do. All yeah, right. He just said we got three people here. so No, but if you and I get in, get to a point where you and I are cannot agree on something oh i got you we, I, we find no common means, ground yeah right <laughs> which means i can't change your mind because i'm right and you're wrong we're gonna settle it with rock and rock and robots <laughs> all right cool deal all cool. right it's done okay so uh before we move on to some whiskey and then our topic of the evening does anybody have news no i don't no news. I feel like it's, it's been good quiet. Good yeah. Well, I mean, on the music news front. Yeah. I was going to say on the music yeah. front. <laughs> it's I been do, far from quiet in the it's been world. In the world, yes. Yeah. I do want to say um, two things uh, just to get serious for a minute before we move on and then we'll have fun. One is please get vaccinated. Please trust science and please, please get vaccinated. I am very excited that Matt and I will be able to, and and Mrs. Whiskey Obsessor Jenny will be able to get vaccinated very soon in Florida, finally, which is fantastic. Yep. Apparently, seventy percent um, of the senior population has been vaccinated successfully in the states. So they can start moving on to people a bit younger. Um, so that's fantastic news. And the second thing is, I just want to do a toast for the victims of the past two mass shootings. Um, it's a shame that we have to be talking about these again. It's a shame that, that we're still going through this. Uh, we definitely need to have some fundamental changes here in this country to end such horrific violence. So my heart go out to the victims and their families and those left behind and those that had, that, that had, you know, survived the survivors and that were a part of it. Um, so I just like to raise a glass to them right now. And in raising a glass, I would also like to say that I would like to see um, an end to white terror in my lifetime. So this is for the victims. Here, here. All right. Moving along. Matthew, you want to talk about whiskey? Oh, do I want to talk about whiskey? Of course. Always want to talk about whiskey. Although I talk about it all day, every day at work too. <laughs> I got to be sick of it, but I'm not. Gosh, me too. It's my life, so right? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about whiskey. So as I always say, metal rock and whiskey, it's the third word in the name of our show, but it is far from the least important. Absolutely. This is the part of the show where we go around and we discuss in depth about what we have in our glass. So 
Who wants to start? I'm going to go last tonight, guys, because I have the whiskey segment. All right. You fellas go first. Edward. Well, I will go. Um, I have something special here tonight. I don't bring out too often for obvious reasons, but um, hold it up. So for a visual aid for the YouTube watchers, um, a little bit of uh, wild turkey, Kentucky spirit, uh, single barrel. And this for the listeners, this is a older bottling. It's uh, uh, if you're familiar with it, this older bottle, it has uh, it's really cool. It's um, the bottle shape itself is reminiscent of like uh, spread turkey feathers. And this bottle kind of fell out of favor. They changed it. I think part of the problems they were saying they they had with it was, you know, shelf placement. And, you know, I could see that in a bar, things like that. But it's really cool. And um, it's a really good, if you like a more spicy um, flavor of bourbon, a lot of cinnamon and baking spices um, on the nose. This is a good one. level on that one, Ed? This bottle? Um... It's 101. So basically, it's, I think it's like a, uh, I guess you could almost think of it as a single barrel wild turkey 101. Um, very, and, you know, it's specially selected. I'm sure they have a certain profile they're looking for uh, for the Kentucky spirit. But um, if you like wild turkey 101, chances are you would be a fan of this. And this one, I, this bottle I have was bottled. On December 16th, 2014. Okay. Yum. It's a great bottle. Oh, some good stuff. Yeah, it is actually the same mash as 101, but I think Mm -hmm. it's a couple more years in the barrel Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, it's a warehouse B, if that means anything to anyone. But uh, on Rick number eight, to even write that on the bottle. It's important but, to know. Yeah, good stuff. Nobody especially does it with better. A single, with a single barrel, especially knowing that Jimmy Russell has yep. his favorite honey holes and yeah, the Russells his, definitely you know, know their know their bourbon placements. Yeah, t- definitely. How about you, Matt? All right. Uh, well, I am drinking. I'm going Irish again. I know. I think I went Irish on our last episode with the blue spot. Mm-hmm. So. I was when I bought that. There was another new Irish that's also cash strength from the same distillery that is about the same price. And I was like, which one do I want to buy? Well, I ended up buying them both. So don't tell hey, me you're drinking yellow spot. No, not yellow spot. I would no. come kill you. That's not cash strength. No, true. Okay. All right. I'll put that one in my pocket, the yellow spot <laughs> comment. Save that one for later. Um, but Redbreast, small batch, cast strength. Also a new oh, release from yum. them. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh boy. Yes. American Oak and Oloroso Sherry Butts. But very, very woody. But, but, I was but. not expecting that. Hmm. What? But, but. Yeah. But, but what? <laughs> oh, but. Yes. <laughs> Sherry Butts. Sherry Butts. But. You got me. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> Not a ton of sherry notes. If, if there's anything there, it, it, it dissipates very quickly. But mm. a lot of wood, spicy. If you like oak and wood and Irish and single pot still and good quality, this stuff is freaking amazing. That's your whiskey, huh? That is my yeah. whiskey. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Can we I'm have a peek at one. the bottle? There you go. Look at yes. that. Nice. And it comes in a nice robin blue box. Which I've I only cr- had the red breast twelve year. I would love to try that. That would be. I've that. got the I've got the fifteen here somewhere. I see the, the twelve. Behind you. Okay. I love. I've got the fifteen. The fifteen is mm. phenomenal. So I'm really. I I that's on my list, Matt. What you've got? The twenty. This is great. The twenty one which I've had the pleasure of tasting is the best Irish whiskey I've ever tasted. And it's wow. like not even close. It's like here. And then everything else is down here. So it's, it's a $300 bottle. If you yeah, are feeling saucy. Yeah. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm convinced it's worth it, but I befriended a lot of my clientele. So they bring me gifts sometimes. Oh. Yeah. 
something I'll wait like that. My uncle One of the few good things about the job. What? I would I would probably oh, your uncle, yeah. Yeah. I would probably <laughs> spring Warren. for a dram and a bar on a you know, if I was yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. flush with cash, yeah, but but the bottle is yeah. yeah. That's another yeah. but you say you've had the twelve year, right? Yes. And and you enjoyed it? Yes. I didn't yeah. enjoy the twelve year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Cool. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Yes, it is. So tonight, um, it it I was kind of breaking my brain on what in the hell I would pair with either Sting or the police. And I came down to like, I can't pair a whiskey with one guy. And I know that I've paired with solo artists before, but there's it's he's Sting to me. I can't explain it. So I decided to focus on the police. And then I'm like, well, what angle am I going to come to? And so I looked up the definition of synchronicity. So let me read you the definition. Mm -hmm. The simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no discernible casual connection. Hmm. For example, such synchronicity is quite staggering. Okay. So... I thought about that a lot and there was something about it that just, I wanted to use that somehow, right? That definition, that synchronicity. And of course, you know, the album. One of their best. One of their best. I'm going through my collection. I'm thinking about the, thinking about what I want to do. And I had some whiskey sent to me recently um, by our wonderful friend, Paul from few spirits. Um, cause I'm working on a little project and one of the things that was sent to me, I have been wanting to try and just really just didn't, I didn't have time to get to it. Didn't have access, especially with COVID and being in Washington state, just distribution is challenging there sometimes. So I finally got to try this bottle that I had been chasing for a couple of years and just, just really didn't get around to it. And so tonight I am drinking something that to me okay let me back up so as i did my first tasting the first thing i said was how am i going to explain what's happening in my mouth right now how am i going to articulate what i'm tasting but also not just what i'm tasting but you know how there there are some whiskeys that are delicious there are some whiskeys that are my favorite and they're amazing and then there are some whiskeys that take me to a place Maybe it's a place I know, or maybe it's a place I don't know. There, there, I'm having a, a complete response to this whiskey on so many different sensory levels. That was happening. So as I'm thinking about how am I going to articulate what I'm tasting is exactly how I felt about the police when I first heard them. And still when I look back and go, what? What did people, I'm, I remember what my experience was, but what the hell did people call, even call the police back then? Like their music style, what even was it? Like now it's normal, you know, reggae, you know, funk, some jazz and some rock. But at the time it was like, what am I even listening to? So very similar to the whiskey that I'm drinking tonight. So. I will reveal to you that I am drinking Brené whiskey created by the amazing Alice Park. She is a former professional ballerina who turned, in her own words, ballerina, who traded her flask <laughs> for flasks. <laughs> and she calls her whiskey the singular malt. So Brené single malt is sourced from a producer in Cognac, France, crafted from locally indigenous heirloom barley farmed on the site. It's proofed using water from the Charente River. It's 100% organic, and it is uniquely seed-to-spirit whiskey. So um, it's aged six to eight years in French limousine oak and cognac cask, twice distilled in copper Alembic stills. Um, And Allison says that it's proudly the first single malt in the world to be aged exclusively in these two types of barrels. Hmm. So what she has done is with an absolute understanding of flavor profiles and how important terroir is, 
went to cognac and sources this whiskey and then specifically wow. chose these barrels to age it in. And it is absolutely mind blowing. So I, I, I wrote notes and I went through it three and four times and I crossed things out and I added things. And as I'm writing my notes, it, it was like 10 pages long. And I can tell you that I truly and really was smelling and tasting so many things. I couldn't, it, it, the list was so long. So the nose, what I settled with was candy, almonds, flowers, and clementines. I wow. Mean, <laughs> and in that order. So I tried, I went back over and over and over and did the order. So the first thing I got is not sweet, but specifically candy. But not, I don't know that I've ever had a clementine. The little tiny oranges that are yeah, like no. peel, those guys, the cuties. Oh, the cuties, those are clementines? I always call those mandarin oranges, but oh, maybe, that's, yeah. maybe that's different. They're smaller. Right? Yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. Smaller yeah. Okay. But you know how clementines have a specific smell and taste? It's You know you're tasting an orange, but it's specifically a clementine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, but first it's candy and the almond comes like right behind that. that so you could almost say candied almonds. And then... It's so floral, but it's not perfume floral. I would say it's literally flowers, but sweet flowers. Hmm. Jasmine and orange blossoms. And then boom, that citrusy clementine. The mouthfeel is absolute velvet. Mm. It has got a meat. I, I think it's a little heavier than medium. It's The mouthfeel is very similar to a cognac. And the velvetiness of it. Super floral for a sip. And then it goes right into that sweet in a good way. So I love when the flavor of a whiskey follows the nose so perfectly right away. And then mid palate, I got fresh waffles and it brought me back to a specific scent memory. So in Belgium, you don't eat waffles for breakfast. It's street food. And so they have these carts just like the pretzel carts in New York. And you get your waffle and you're holding it in a paper and they'll put chocolate or uh, cream or something, you know, stuff on top of it. But mm. just the smell of that batter of the waffles cooking mm. out in the open air in the street, especially in the winter, that is literally what I tasted mid palate oh, wow. in this amazing whiskey. Then came heavy cream. And then all of a sudden, just like with the nose, the orange blossom and jasmine come right in there. And so I'm thinking like, okay, this is the finish. Nope. The minute that you really dial in in that jasmine, boom. All of a sudden I get cinnamon and caramel apple, but green apple. You know, like the Halloween kit. It's got to be the green. It's yeah. definitely not oh, the Oh, yeah. Red. The Granny Smith with the caramel. Yes. 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 Yep. That's exactly what this tastes like at one point. And then marzipan is laced throughout the whole experience. And that was that almond that I got right away mm -hmm. on that nose. And then... The finish is just candied lemon. It just, and it finishes, it's very sweet, but in such a good, clean, citrusy way. And so I love that it finishes with lemon so that the sweetness isn't overwhelming. It's fresh still, really, really fresh. It is definitely for me a dessert whiskey or with cheese, this would be to die for. Oh my God. Or like an aperitif whiskey. And I love having whiskeys for different reasons. I love that. This reminds me a little bit about how I felt about Glenn Farkless when I first tasted that. I was like, oh, this is my dessert whiskey now. Awesome. Love it. I like that. Having places and times specifically, just like with white wine or with cocktails, you know, you can, you have bolder cocktails or lighter cocktails or spritzes. I love having just pure whiskey in a glass be a completely different experience. So not only is Allison an absolute badass and a pioneer doing something very different with whiskey and selling it in the US. <laughs> um, but what she created is just mind blowing. So I thought that Brené whiskey and the police went perfect together. Oh wow! Fantastic. Sounds sounds awesome. 
She Have is, you had it, Matt? I not to the point that I remember details about it. I had it when it was first available in the market. Okay. Uh, but obviously it's gained popularity since then. And I was going to say to your point about Allison, she, you talk about oh, the hardest working people in this industry. She's near the top of the list. Yes, definitely. She, yeah, she, is, she, she is one with her product. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she distributed the whiskey, her first barrel, literally on her bicycle through New York city. Yep. and sold it out. She is such a hard worker. I mean, that's called that's discipline from her years as a ballerina. I mean, that's hardcore discipline and she's just she's funny, she's she's smart, she's just super and I this this whiskey is a game changer. And I love, you know, Matt, you and I go on and on about blending all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, stop with shitting on blenders. Also stop with shitting on sourced whiskey when it's done the right way. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it's quality, as long as you know what you're doing with it, as long as it has a purpose and a reason and its own unique profile. And she, she's done that. And, and the, the nuances of the oak that she uses oh. um, are, I mean, you know, limousine oak i mean you know unbelievable I mean, any french vintner you know <laughs> they're gonna go yeah it's yeah. one of the you know most famous <laughs> forests in the world as far as aging spirits and wine go so um great product yeah, yeah and i love that it's not you know uh, i'll be honest what i expected was a, a nice light young whiskey because it has a light color um which doesn't have to mean anything um, it's just kind of a, you know, an assumption I make in the beginning that's going to taste a little bit like cognac. That's what I expected. Yeah. No, it no. has its own. It's its own universe. Forget its own. It's its own absolute universe. What what happens, what she's created in this bottle is just unbelievable. And the bottle, by the way, is absolutely beautiful. She's done some really interesting things um, with just the presentation of it. And it comes in a beautiful box as well. Um, you know, very much like European whiskey. So it's just a stunning product. Like mm. and 80 proof. I should have said, I don't know if I said that in the beginning. No, you didn't. Um, 80 proof. So super light. Um, and again, a great, uh, you know, before meal or dessert style whiskey. And I'm telling you all season long too. That's another thing. All any season, this will do. Big fan. Now the Very only happy. question remaining is, does she like metal? Let's have you know, her. <laughs> I have a feeling she probably likes rock. I don't know about metal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I actually am going to be speaking to her soon, so I will ask her. I will be yeah. sure to ask her. Excellent. <laughs> All right, that's the uh, whiskey portion of the night. Sounds let's good. Let's get into the music, shall we? All right, let's do it. So guys, you want me to just do like a little rundown on like the formation and each of the police's albums real quick. And then we can kind of talk about what was happening in the world when they formed. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So the police formed in London in 1977 and you had Sting, lead vocals and bass, Andy Summers, guitar, Stuart Copeland, drums and percussion. So they are emerging during what is called the British new wave scene. And um, the best way to explain the style of rock that they were playing was it was influenced by punk, reggae, and jazz. Now, punk being much more uh, a larger share of that pie in the beginning, mm -hmm. so much so that um, there was a lot of fear about what they were actually writing when they sat down to write an album. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, their debut album, uh, 
They come out of the gate and they're number six on the UK albums chart, Atlandos D'Amour. Um, they rocketed into stardom already with <laughs> hit singles like Roxanne, just, you know, that little song, and Can't Stand Losing You. This is what they come out of the gate with. I, I was blown away when I found out <laughs> that, I mean, I know the hits, but when I found out that Roxanne was on their debut album, I was right. like, whoa, what the frick, man? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. like, where does it go from know- here? Yeah, it it, it continues. It continue, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, their second album, Regatta de Blanc, comes out in '79, um, and it becomes the first of four consecutive number one studio albums in the UK and Australia. And its first two singles, once again, just the little songs like "Message in a Bottle" and "Walking on the Moon," <laughs> become huge hits. Are they charting in the U.S. at this? Uh, at, like they're not first, charting um, yet. They're not, not charting, charting in the U.S. Not quite. They There'll will. Another... They will chart. Okay, they will chart though. That's coming. Yeah. So the, those albums and songs, I mean, yeah. this is what's bonkers about them. So then their next two albums, Senyata Mandata in 1980 and Ghost in the Machine in 81, lead to their fourth and fifth critical commercial success with. Don't stand so close to me, and every little thing she does is magic. Are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> so then, in 1983, it's their final studio album together, and they give you synchronicity. Mm. I mean, what a way to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so this was an absolute <laughs> chart topper around the world, selling over 8 million copies in the U.S. alone. You may know the lead single, Every Breath You Take. Mm-hmm. It became their fifth UK number one. And strangely, was their only US number one hit, which is absolutely bizarre. But it is. Yeah. all the hits and singles off their previous albums charted on the US charts. Retroactively, um, right? Yes. After, yeah, that's crazy. Correct. Yeah, totally crazy. Yeah. Oh, and BT Dubs. In 2019, Mr. Sting received a BMI award for the song Every Breath You Take, becoming the most played song in radio history. Let that one sink <sighs> in. Jesus. Just so. Is it still sinking in, people? That's insane. That's, That's fucking insane. That's <laughs> super insane. It's insane. I remember I, yeah. back back in the early 80s, MTV, they were all over. Every Breath You Take was on there. Raptor on your... I mean, this, oh, this album. So many songs this yes. album. They made videos for, for yep. MTV. I think it was every song and on the album, maybe. I, it was, yeah. yeah, most of them. Um, yeah, Synchronicity 2, one of my all-time favorites. It's just a, such a, a blockbuster album. I mean, so good. Yeah, they were so so they were they're considered now one of the leaders of the second British invasion of the US, which I would say I mean that's absolutely a fact. I would say they're one of the first top 3. Um mm-hmm. and now here comes something that doesn't often happen on the Metal Rock and Whiskey show. I'm about to agree with the shit rag Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> Mark down <laughs> so- the this day on your calendar. <laughs> time. <laughs> Captain's log three twenty five twenty. Can you speak into my good ear? Ethan Rolling Stone can get something right once in a while, is what you're saying. Once, once. Um, in nineteen eighty three, Rolling Stone labeled them the first British new wave act to break through in America on a grand scale and possibly the biggest band in the world. Yeah, duh. Duh. Um, okay, so sadly, the band breaks up in 1983. Um, they did reunite in 2007 for a world tour that went on for uh, a little less than a year. And in 2008, they were the <laughs> the world's highest earning musicians because of that tour. <laughs> wow. Damn. What? Jeez. That is so insane. Wait, in 1983? Um, no, right? 2007, 2008. Oh, th- oh sorry. 
Yeah, the album yeah. came out in '83. Synchronicity. They broke. They broke up in '83. They broke up in '83. Yes. They broke but, up in '83. Yeah. When you look yeah. at what they went on to do, to me, it's no, not really surprising <laughs> that they broke up, given the fact yeah. that. What Sting went into, obviously, he had a whole different style of music he was interested in getting into. And Stuart Copeland, I mean, he's, we we'll, might bring this up again, he's done so, but was a composer for so many different films. films of and course. Obviously, yeah. he had a whole other passion there for doing TV and video games. He's like the scoring I mean, master. It, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, we were lucky to get uh, the five years out of him that we did. So do you want to know what was going on um, when they began as a band? Let's, it's quite interesting. I said that would be interesting to hear. Okay. I'm so sure it'll bring up a lot of memories. So, me. okay. Again, their first album has Roxanne and Can't Stand Losing You on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's what's on the radio at the top of the charts and what's really popular. So you've got Dreams, Go Your Own Way, Don't Stop, and You Make Love and Fun by Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> all at the same time. You've got Cold as Ice and Feels Like the First Time by Foreigner at mm -hmm. the same time. Awesome. You've got Barracuda by Heart, We Will Rock You by Queen, White Riot by The Clash, Boston's More Than a Feeling, and a whole lot of disco. So that's what's on the radio at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got these guys that come in with this album <laughs> with, um, I mean, again, like to describe. Roxanne. Yeah, because I mean, Roxanne. to your normal radio listener at that time with all those bands you mentioned, this comes along and you're like, what rock. the heck is this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Blondie, for example, has a, they, they have a great story about when so the tide is high comes out in 1980 their album comes out and set what was it 77 or 78? 78 okay so they're, they're they're 78 they're way ahead of time in 1980 blondie's the tide is high comes out it's a radio hit people are literally walking down the street and they catch they if they see the band they'd be like fuck you you guys suck for the song the tide is high because they weren't punk anymore quote unquote mm -hmm. because they had some like reggae and island sounds in there and they're yeah. being told to fuck off on the street so yeah. imagine what people thought when they heard they were they must have been like what what is this but they loved it they knew they loved it they were definitely ahead of the, a little bit ahead of the time they are definitely on the cutting edge when it came oh, to yeah. uh music styles for sure um given the fact that most of these songs on these uh, first few albums really didn't catch on until till later well at least in the u.s in the u.s yes yeah exactly in the u.s so they've sold over 75 million records as a band making them one of the best-selling bands of all time they've won tons and tons and tons of awards six grammys um and they were inducted into the craptastic Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course, in 2003. Um, and Sting himself is one of the world's best-selling music artists of all time. Um, him, along with the police, he's, they've sold, what at this point, well over 100 million records, which is just insanely bonkers. So... Um, the thing they right, sold so, all of those millions of records, though, with a pretty much a five or six year career of being a band. Yes. I mean, of being a band. Yes. It's like, sure. you can say that other bands outsold them, but I mean, in such a short period of time with what they did. Well, and also really haven't seen it. People, they were still, I mean, and even when CDs existed, I mean, look, Ed just had a CD in his hand. Mm -hmm. They were, they were broken up long before CDs were. Acceptable yeah, exactly. To everybody. Yeah. They're still selling. I mean, you're still, mm -hmm. they're still, people are still purchasing this music, however, in whatever form they're purchasing it. And yeah, there aren't a ton of bands who have such a small window that's made such a big impact. Yes. That's still right. being exactly. still felt today. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And just the, the insane talent of all three of these dudes. Mm -hmm. um, my God, Andy Summers 
is from the animals. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, think 19, mid 1960s and the House of the Rising Sun, the original House of the Rising Sun. And we've got to get out of the pl this place. It's my life. Don't bring me down. Don't let me be misunderstood. This is the animals. So he comes from that. Okay. Then you've got Stuart Copeland, who is, I think he's rated well enough by his peers, but absolutely underrated for some reason by the lay people on what an mm -hmm. insane talent he is. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, That's a name I hear brought up a lot when I hear drummers talk about. We brought him up, right? In our yeah, he did. We did talk yeah. about their um, who they admire, um, their influencers. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Stuart Copeland is usually a part of the conversation for sure. Yep. And then there's Sting. And I mean, there is a reason why dude is one of the most successful mm. artists in the entire world. Um, him as a bass player, you really have to. So Matt and I were talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I read Sting's autobiography because I'm just, I've always been a huge fan of Sting. Huge, huge, huge. And a fan of the police. When I read his book, I went back and listened to the police specifically and realized that almost everything I love about my favorite police songs, it's the bass. Mm. But I, I'm not realizing it because it all everything the harmony of this band is just so nuts, and to have the bass be such a be so upfront, it's especially such an unusual a, thing. Especially in the song "Every Breath You Take," I mean that bass line just kind of like dominates the song and just makes it what it is. For sure, I can't stand losing you. I mean, you could literally dissect every song and be like. How important is the bass in their all of their hits? Pretty damn important. And I, I said it to these guys off off air too. Is that my appreciation for Sting as a bass player after listening to this entire catalog has gone up a lot. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. the guy can the guy can nuts. guy can play. He can play. Yes. yes, and that was really what he wanted was to be a bass player. Really, never intended to be a singer, but just kind of took on the role. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys coming together and creating this style of music, number one, the sound that they created and then the success that they had is just mind blowing, you know, to be a hit factory like that, it's just so rare, you know, to have hit after hit. I mean, every album just, they knocked it out of the park with every album for five flipping albums. And with only three instruments. Three. Yeah, How we many don't talk bands about do you think trio is enough? We can think of Rush. Rush is probably the closest thing I can think of to achieving the success. And it's funny because and because Getty Lee, lead singer bass, and then you have two yeah. insanely talented guitar player and drums. That's yep. probably their closest other band I can think of that would mirror. I mean, I throw ZZ Top in there that, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I think it, for a three piece to create such a sound that is unique to themselves that is a huge um what's the word i'm looking for just what's the word i'm looking for like complex sound but easy to listen to absolutely talk about, rush yeah talk about the sum being greater than the parts yeah mm. but i think what all those bands have in common that we just mentioned being three piece being popular mm -hmm. doing so much from that first note, you know exactly who it is on every single one of those. Doesn't matter the oh, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rush, ZZ Top, Police. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right well, from the get go. You know exactly three who instruments. It is. It's, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, when you're, you, it's, you, you can't, you can't hide your mistakes. You got to be good. You cannot. I mean, if Correct. you're carrying that part of the, <laughs> of the song. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. So let me just, because we haven't, let me just play. I want to play. Um, let's do. Okay. Let's do wrapped around your finger first. Let's listen to that for a minute. 
So even though you have a lot of synth in there, right? I still feel like that bass, it, it's it's the meat and potatoes of the song mm-hmm. somehow, which I think that's, I don't know, I'm no bass player, but I just feel like that's such a, that's such an impressive thing with all that, that synth all over everything. Again, I keep thinking about Rush with the, uh, you know, Rush <laughs> threw in a lot of synth on top of their three pieces too. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go back to ZZ Top on this one too, because I said yes, it in that true. show yep. yeah, is that yeah. they yeah. didn't, the progression I love with them, and I said it then was that they didn't lose their identity. They added the synth and the horns and all that stuff, which po- the police did too on this. There's a lot of horns, yeah. a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, and they improved something that was already perfect somehow. But that's the way you should do it. Yes. yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let me play Can't Stand Losing You real quick. I think it's another great example. Definitely a Damn. reggae influenced beat. Going exactly. on there. Yeah. 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 They just Big make me want to drink tiki drinks when I listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like. <laughs> but they're, I mean, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just love, um, well, you know, we should mention if people don't know, Sting was an English teacher before he became Sting. Well, he was already Sting, but before he became a professional musician. Mm-hmm. So his writing skills are probably a, a bit, you know, extra, which helps for sure. Um, I would say, uh, sorry to do it once again, but uh, to compare them to Rush, like Neil Peart, he writes fucking novels in his songs. Um, you know, just the quality of the lyrical spins, like your brother's going to kill many six foot 10 you know, to the timing of the music is just so fantastic. <laughs> like, I totally get that. You know, as I got older, I like, I got that. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> so incredible. And then, uh, all right, let's play Every Breath You Take. This is another really, oh. really great example. Such a phenomenal song. All right. Oh, so good. So Dude, good. It takes me back. That is Love some that sexy shit right there. Oh, that man. is some sexy shit. His voice, oh, his oh. raspy damn voice. But once again, when you really listen, when you really go back, and I hope the listeners do this, like really listen, put on headphones, such simple beats, but yep. so complex. Yep. And that bass, like you, I mean, it's really, the bass is always an important instrument, but it's such a front runner, even though you've got this kick-ass guitar player and this kick-ass drummer. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully not intending to disparage any, their talents. I'm just, mm, it's just so impressive Very what impressive. he does with his instrument. Yeah. And like I said before, I knew the hits, but for someone who, out there who's listening to the show or watching the show who knows the hits, go and listen to the other deep cuts. Go and listen to the B-sides. Go to listen to that mm-hmm. stuff. Because mm-hmm. the hits are great, but listen to those that didn't get the airplay to reiterate what we're talking about here. Here's a perfect example. 
this is this is a great example. You're I'm I you're absolutely right, Matt. I mean, if you weren't there then, I mean, we I, I mean, Ed and I were talking earlier. We were both huge fans, so we were listening to it then. But so I could have given a shit what was played on the radio because I was playing <laughs> that tape over and over and over. But here's a good example. I know it's painful I just, to stop. Uh, <laughs> I love, I I love the writing uh, on this song too. It's like tells that's a story. What I mean. Exactly. That's what's so, and what he's singing about versus the music. I remember dancing around in my room. I can remember just like jam with my head, my Walkman on, just like jamming out and dancing up and down, and jumping on my bed and jumping on the floor. And then you listen to what he's talking about, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> whoa that's deep <laughs> yeah it's like a, a day in the life of a suburban family or whatever it's just yeah. like well yeah uh, a working but, class suburban yeah. family. yeah yeah oh man unbelievable and just unbelievable the myriad of styles and and just the different genres and styles that you can put them in throughout even just one album Mm -hmm. So impressive to me. So incredibly impressive. Yeah, I don't know. This band, Cheese Louise. It's <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> it, it it's funny because Robin and I were having dinner before we recorded, and we always talk about what I'm gonna record. And I said, you know, I actually remember the first time I heard the police, I had a pen pal. We started um, being pen pals. It was th through a school project. This is what you used to do, kitties, back in the day, us old people. Um, and I got, you would get matched up randomly with people. And I got matched up with a girl my age. And she was in England, not in London, somewhere in England. I don't remember her whole name. I remember her name was Anna. And um, so we stayed in touch from the fourth grade till probably like the end of eighth grade year. And then I became a maniac. Um, and so... <laughs> We we would talk about, you know, what do young girls talk about? You know, what kind of music do you like? You know, what food do you eat? What's what's life like over there? You know, what's your favorite movie? Oh, did you see this movie? And so it got a little bit heavier into movies and music. And so then we started trading tapes. would make each other tapes of our favorite songs that we didn't know if, you know, oh, have you heard this song? Are they playing this on your radio station? And she sent me two songs from, um, oh gosh, I, I'm pretty sure it was um, Zenyatta Mandata uh, or Ghost in the Machine, but it was Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. Mm. And so it's Love 81, 82, too. something yep. like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I asked my grandmother to take me to the record store and lo and behold, I found the police and bought two records and one tape. And then it was about a year later, it was playing in the roller rink. And I realized that I've talked a lot about how I got into, you know, metal, got introduced to a lot of metal albums. That was my neighbor's brother. But earlier than that, it was definitely the roller rink. Cause the roller rink had DJs yep. like actual DJs and they were playing like they were trying to be like the cool DJs and play like what was new and hip or you've never heard that until now. And I'm like the first time I got into queen and I think the first time I heard a queen song and was like, Oh, it was another one bites of dust, you know? And that was like the best song to roller skate to. So, um, yeah, so I remember when Every Breath You Take was played during the couple skate. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I know this band. Time to slow it down for the couple. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't have a couple, you're like, oh, you'd go mm, sit in the corner. You just wait. All, yeah. Just crying, <laughs> in your, older kids. crying in your French fries. And, <laughs> yeah. Crying in your that's, that's when you go. You go Dr. play a couple of games of pinball while you're. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I would go play Galactic. I didn't have boyfriends back then. I would go play like Centipede or Galactic or something. Yeah, or Pac-Man or <laughs> make, the, yeah. make the most of it. <laughs> I have to be productive. You were all just waiting. Like what's the like hurry the fuck up you idiots and then you then all of a sudden you're at a certain age where you're like can the couple skate hurry up already like can skate with this boy and then go make out with him jeez hurry up (laughs) the true story oh my god life of the roller rink we should do we should do a whole show on like the playlist of roller rinks. Oh my gosh. I bet between the two of us, we could come up with quite a list. I'm sure. <laughs> Speaking of disco that. Uh, oh yeah. Oh man. There's another the rabbit disco. hole, but that's a whole won't. other, that's a whole hole. other thing. <laughs> roller rink disco in specific. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's play one more of their B sides. And, um, then I think we're going to wrap it up because we've got a lot to get through on our next show. How about a little walking on the moon? Walking on the moon? All right. Well, let's do Let's do. All right. Speaking of reggae beats again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuart's drums. Oh, my God. All of it. The guitar. Oh, my God. Seriously, I just picture myself on a boat, slowly swaying with the tide. We'll play this when we're on the boat in a few weeks. Done. Little umbrella in my drink. Yeah. I'll do tiki drinks for us. Cigar in the mouth. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The hook is on this song is the one that gets to the chorus. Walking on the moon. Here it comes. Missy. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> oh my god. Good stuff. Uh, Seriously, how do you not smile when you hear that? Uh oh, did we lose Sailor? I think she may have hit the wrong button. (laughs) She's like, like, fuck this. I'm I'm going on the boat, getting out of here. There she is. (laughs) There she is. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Were you walking on the moon? Uh, I was walking on the moon. No, I don't know. I ended the screen and it shut everything down. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, so I think we leave it there. Yeah. I think we just, I think we put a pin in it right there. Not the typical metal rock and whiskey music, but I think it's somewhere we needed to go at some point. It's rock. For sure. Yes. It's rock. I think the police are rock. Totally. Oh, yeah. And it's important. It's an important slice of very music history, of rock music history. Yep. Right on, right on. All right. Well, 
Um, that's going to do it for this evening. Um, next, so next week we'll talk about, we'll dial, dial in a little bit deeper into, um, the albums themselves. And then we're going to talk a bit more about Sting and his albums. And then, um, (laughs) on the third show, I'll beat up Matt. <laughs> you might you can have the, the rock of sock and robot match. <laughs> you, might, you might beat me up on the second show. No spoilers. Well, I'll kick your ass twice then. Yes. Done. <laughs> it's agreed. I'm probably due for two ass kickings. It's fine. Oh, God. I will throttle you. Don't you say anything about my sting. All right. Take oh, it beat easy. Beat your ass. Okay. <laughs> He's still my second favorite Sting. All right. The wrestler is number one. What? There's a wrestler that comes before the musician Sting. Come on now. Dude, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know who you're talking about. It can't be that great. Uh. I know Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and I don't know. He's in that convert. He's in that conversation with those guys. Isn't yeah. he the guy who wore that like the jagged face paint? The face paint. Like that? Yeah. 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 He had the crow right. face paint too for a while. Still don't know who you're talking crow. about. No. Google him. No. Okay, okay. Fine. I'll Google him. All right. So uh, let's get the hell out of here. What do you say? What do you say, Matt? Yeah, let's go walking on the moon, man. Let's go. I'll take Just you to the fields. Here. I'll take you to the fields of gold. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I'd be happy yep. to go there. To pluck that desert rose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm definitely going to beat your ass. I I I I can tell it's coming. Oh, 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 boy. That was the sixth studio album solo of Sting. I can't believe I made it that far. Never mind. I'll save it. (laughs) Please do. That's actually a very important song, actually, but we'll talk about it. Um, Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, it is a very important song. Um, Yes. Okay. So I'm getting us out of here. All right. So, as always, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey and on Twitter at Metal Whiskey. Follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching us, like the video, hit that bell down here somewhere so you subscribe and you get notifications every time we upload a new episode. Uh, and of course, as always, you can find us on oh Facebook. I almost forgot Facebook. Yeah. Look look at look us up on Facebook, Metal Rock and Whiskey. Ask to join. Uh, We post everything we post on Instagram and Facebook. We do polls. We do all that fun stuff. So come join us, please. You can find the three of us individually on Instagram as well. You can find me at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey. Save the... Save it. Save it. (laughs) I'm Sailor Guevara on Instagram. And if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm Sailor Guevara. And don't worry about Twitter unless you want to get into political arguments with me. Ed? Well, also check out Sailor's Cocktails website, too. It's awesome. Oh, um, thanks. But, yeah, uh, you should have plugged yourself, Sailor. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Bourbon. What? <laughs> <laughs> say, say what? Just like it says right there. <laughs> I said go plug so, yourself. <laughs> all right all right so uh-huh ah, listeners hopefully you love us and but we'll take a like too if you can be just like us uh please like they said hit that subscribe button give us a review uh hopefully on your podcast uh platform of your choice it really does matter and it helps us out and it doesn't cost you a cent just a few seconds of your time um, and please tune in next time for another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey, where we will be back with more police and more sting. No matter what Matt says. And as always, 
the final fuck you from Sailor tonight goes out to drum roll, please. Rolling Stone magazine. You are the winner of <laughs> fuck you, Rolling Stone. Good night. Later, everyone. Later. Bye.